Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show where we are breaking up with unhealthy hustle culture and redefining what it means to be productive. I'm your host and new productivity BFF, Jess Massey. Around here, we believe that productivity is so much more than just checking a million things off of a never-ending to-do list. I am obsessed with teaching you how to prioritize your mental health and the important relationships in your life while you pursue your goals. I'm here to help you ditch that feeling of constant overwhelm and cultivate an intentional life by getting your mindset right, getting clear on your vision, and creating a schedule that aligns with your actual priorities. If you want to learn how to live a peacefully productive life, then you're going to want to stick around. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, Hustle Sanely squad. Welcome back to the Hustle Sanely podcast. It is the fourth week of the month, in case you didn't know, which if you've been around here for a while, you know that means we have a guest joining us today. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something, okay? I record these little intros at a separate time from the interview. So like I'm recording this way after we recorded the interview. So I'm in my husband's office right now because that's where our sound equipment usually is. We put it in my office whenever I'm doing an interview because my interviews are on camera and my office is just way more aesthetic, you know? Anyway, the dogs are sitting with me right now while I'm recording this intro because they just look so cozy on their pillow in Adam's office, and I did not have the heart to kick them out. So if you hear dog sounds, just roll with it, okay? Anyway, now the guest that we have on today is extra special for two reasons. Number one, we have been Instagram friends for like I want to say five years at this point. We met in the teacher grammar like Instagram space when we were both working in education. And number two, she's actually my virtual assistant, which I think is really rad. So we have Kate Schultes on the show today. And fun fact, we actually got to meet in real life, like in person, in the flesh, face-to-face this past weekend for the first time ever, y'all. I was on a bestie move which if you're like, um, what the heck is a bestie moon? You know, it's like a baby moon, but with your best friend instead of your husband. Don't worry. I'm still going on a baby moon with my husband. But Carson, my best friend and I went on a little baby moon trip to Arizona. And we knew, Kate and I knew that we had to make an in-person hug a thing. We were like, there's no way that we're going to be so close in location to one another and not meet in person. So uh, it's so rad to get to meet internet friends in person because you can like skip all the small talk. You know what I mean? Because you already know them. It's amazing. But for those of you who don't know Kate, she is a wife, a mama, and founder of your behind the scenes BFF, where as a virtual assistant, she helps entrepreneurs ditch the overwhelm and create systems that support their business so they can get back to living their life. I am so, so, so excited for y'all to listen in on our conversation because it's an important one and I don't feel like it's talked about enough. And we are chatting about how it's more than okay to change your mind as you're pursuing your dreams. All right, let's get into our conversation. Hi, Kay. Welcome to the show. I am so freaking excited that you are here. I remember when I started 
the podcast almost three years ago, which is insane. I was like, be ready. When I start doing interviews, I'm going to have you on. And I've just put it off for years and years, but we're here now. So if there is someone listening who doesn't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like what are your most important roles in life? What are you passionate about? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm really excited because I remember that conversation and I remember being like, oh my gosh, like I need to be ready whenever this happens. And then like three years later, when you actually invited me, I was like, I'm not ready. I'm You're not like, ready. I need more time. <laughs> I need more time, but um, we're here and I'm super excited. So yes, I first and foremost, um, and I'm a mom uh, and a wife. I am currently at the time that we're recording this almost 34. I sound very out of breath. That is why. <laughs> um, and then I have a toddler who is 18 months. Um, I live in Arizona and I am just really passionate about like creating a life that you love and deserve and like not settling because that's kind of been like my whole thing um, over these last, I mean, how old am I? Like over these last like 10, 10 8, 10 years or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of me in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. I'm excited to jump into our actual conversation because I feel like it goes along with what you said, like not settling and Mm -hmm. just like the episode title is about pivoting and changing your career path and following a dream. And it's been so rad. Kate and I have been online friends for a very long time, like throwback to the social speechy. If you guys have been around since then, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just been so cool to have someone in my life who just gets it, like not being afraid to like change your mind, pursue something different. So I'm just really excited. And I think you're the perfect person to have this conversation with. Um, Mm -hmm. but before we get into the juicy stuff, I'm going to go through some rapid fire questions just so people who don't know you can like, I don't know, have a baseline, you know, like we got to know each other's coffee (laughs) orders, Enneagram numbers. Like if we're going to listen to somebody, we got to know a little bit about them. So what book are you currently reading or podcast? Are you currently loving or both? If you want to talk about both. Um, so this is kind of embarrassing, but I'm in the middle of, I think it's reminders of him by Colleen Hoover. I'm in the middle of it because I had to stop reading it halfway through because it made me so emotional being super pregnant. I was going to say, I cannot even imagine having read that, like being pregnant. Cause I read it in January before I was pregnant. And I'm like, there's no freaking way I could have read this if I was pregnant. Literally (laughs) imagine me sitting in the dark with my Kindle while my husband's sleeping at 10 PM reading this book, sobbing. You're just shaking the bed next to him (laughs) from like sobbing. (laughs) Trying to be quiet, uncontrollable sobbing. And I actually went into my son's room and picked Luke up as he was sleeping to hold him for like 30 minutes while I sobbed (laughs) and then put him back to sleep. Thankfully he did not wake up, but I'm in the middle of that. I plan on finishing it because everyone tells me that it like it's worth the finish. It is. So it is for sure. maybe wait till think, after baby gets here. That'd be that's, what thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Um, but in terms of podcasts, I listen to a lot of podcasts because they're just easy, yeah. you know, when I'm doing the dishes or driving or whatever it might be. Um, and so I've been really diving into online marketing made easy with Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. Um, she has so many episodes. So I'm scrolling through all of her episodes and um, 
picking like what sounds good that day. And then I just found this one called how she did that. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's, it's more focused for like VAs, OBMs, um, freelancers, people cool. who want to build agencies, stuff like that. Um, but it's also very good and like very tactical. Um, so those mm-hmm. are the two that I'm pretty obsessed with right now. Yeah. Cool. And then what is your current go-to Starbucks order? So I'm not really drinking Starbucks right now because I was diagnosed with GDM. For those of you who don't know, it's gestational diabetes. And I can't seem to find anything (laughs) that doesn't spike my blood sugar that I actually enjoy drinking. But normally it's a iced chai latte um, with vanilla cold foam. Listen, delicious. I want to try. Didn't you say something about this in the BFF Facebook group? Like, yes, dirty. You have it dirty, and someone was like, "What does that mean?" And so a it's dirty like, chai. So it's like a chai <laughs> latte, but like with espresso poured in or something. Yeah, with a shot of espresso. So yeah, if you I order it like dirty that iced chai, so bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting until the fall because I just can't imagine drinking that when it's like 100 degrees outside. I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, you just get it iced. iced it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's I'll delicious. get it. Yeah, and I'll try it. And you I'll should. just pretend that I don't know how much sugar is in it. And we'll just exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Is I'm like, I'm like, as soon as I have this baby, I'm gonna need a DoorDash. Yeah, right. And ice- dirty chai to my postpartum room (laughs) because it is a craving right now. And I can't. I love it. Okay. What is your Enneagram number? So I'm an Enneagram nine. Um, and I pull from both wings, which a lot of people don't know is possible, but it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it depends on like the situation I'm in or like the, I guess, like environment that I'm in Mm -hmm. on which wing I pull from. So I pull heavily from an eight when I'm in business and like in a business environment. Um, and then I I pull from a one, you know, certain other, basically any other season. It's like the, yeah, the eight is definitely more in business. And I guess, yeah, the one is like a life thing. But. I feel like I can kind of relate to that because I'm a three, like I'm a hard three. And I feel like I pull from a four in life, but a two in mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And I can see yeah. like how it would be like, it would make sense to kind of be not different in life and business because you're still you, but it's just like different right. personality traits kind of come out Behaviors. Based on the environment that you're in. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the last kind of fun question is what is one product that you are obsessed with right now? And this is very open-ended. So you can take this like any way you want to take it, like food, a book of beauty product, like whatever. So I think that the product that I'm obsessed with and is totally worth the hype. And I will probably, I will die on a hill over this, um, is my Stanley Tumblr. Oh, my listen, Stanley Tumblr. listen, like it's we so both worth are the drinking hype. from them right now. <laughs> I know you guys can't see us, but I put off getting one for so long, so long. Cause Carson had one like a long time ago, like back when JC Marie, I don't know if you know who that is. She's like an influencer, like made them popular and Carson got one. And I was like, that is so ugly. I was like, I hate that little bear with a wing. I was like, I hate that logo. (laughs) I was like, I will never get that cup. And then I started to get so annoyed that my hydro flask was just like rolling around in her car when she would come and pick me up for the gym. Cause it wouldn't fit in her little cup holder. Mm -hmm. I was like, dang it. Like I would always look over and see her little cup in the cup holder. And I was like, 
all right. And so we were on vacation and I saw one at a Target and I was like, I'm just going to get one for the trip and like, see how it goes. And now I'm obsessed. Like it is like my right hand and I'm obsessed. So I'm glad you said that. (laughs) I love it. And I feel like, so I have the handle version and then I have like a smaller version without the handle Mm -hmm. and the handle is far superior because I can carry multiple things with it, Mm -hmm. including my toddler. And, and Luke is also obsessed with it. He like insists on only drinking his water from my Stanley cups, which I told Curtis, my husband, that I now need to buy more when they restock. And I already know what colors I want. So (laughs) that's like, it kind of doubles as a dumbbell when it's full. Like it is so heavy. I'm I'm definitely getting workout. Yeah. Like there's just so many perks. So if you guys have been on the fence, cause I chat about this on Instagram with some of the hustle saying the community, I'll get DMS or like, okay, is it really worth the hype? And I'm like, listen, yes, I am with you where I was like, this is silly. Like it is a cup. Everybody chill out. But now that I have two, I'm like, no, everybody do not chill out. Everybody go put your name on the wait list. (laughs) I seriously, I mean, number one, we both live in hot climates. Like I live in Arizona, you live in Florida. And so it's like, it's, it's a necessity to have something that keeps my drinks very cold. Agreed. Um, And I also, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I stay hydrated more on drinking from a straw. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I'm, so I'm like, it just, it's for my health. It really is for my health. (laughs) It's an investment in my health. It's an investment in my health. I feel like there is some sort of science behind staying more hydrated when you're drinking from a straw. Like I'm convinced because I bought a water bottle that was like very aesthetic and cute, but it's, I had to unscrew the lid and like sip, like take a sip from the bottle without a straw. And I was so dehydrated in that like two months that I used it, but I was like, I'm going to keep it. Cause it's a cute bottle. It doesn't have an ugly bear with a wing on it, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But now I'm like, Nope, I don't care. And now that I have the Stanley cup, that's like the tan color. I'm like, you know, not that noticeable. He's fine. He's just hanging out. It's on still brand. aesthetic. It's yeah. still, it's still very on brand. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now that we've talked about the Stanley cup for five minutes, I hope everyone goes and orders one. I got mine at urban outfitters. Just so you guys know, if you're having trouble finding them, I don't know, maybe go look there, but okay. Are you ready to jump into uh, the juicy stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm excited. So like I told you guys a little bit ago, Kate and I have been in each other's internet corners for a really freaking long time, like truly. And it's been the coolest thing to watch you pursue dream after dream without letting the fear of others and like just others opinions hold you back. So can you, and I feel like this is a loaded question, can you walk us through your career path over the last five years to just give us some context, like lay the groundwork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our episode is going to be all about Stanley Cups and then it's going to be the answer to this question because this is very long-winded. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've known each other since I want to say 2016 or 2017 is like when we first connected. I think you're right because I started grad school in 2017, August of 2017, mm-hmm. and I started the social speechy in 2016. Yeah. So like I think it's preparation for grad school. Yeah. Yeah. So I graduated with my master's in education in 2016. That's when I started kind of like my teacher gram. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't post on it. Like I was just using it to follow other teachers. Yeah. In education, you know, for resources. 
Um, but I started, so I started my career off in teaching. Um, I taught first grade and then I moved into, uh, as a literacy specialist and an ELD coordinator for six through literacy specialists, sixth through eighth grade, ELD coordinator, sixth through 12th grade. Um, and then in the end of 2017, I started what had totally intended to be a side hustle in network marketing, which I ended up taking full-time the following year in 2018 and left teaching. And that's pretty much what I did for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, with some other things kind of here and there, I, my husband and I had a merch shop, I think back in 2019, oh gosh, which I forgot was, about that. Yes. And it was super fun. And the only reason we really stopped doing it is because we ended up getting pregnant and our stock room was going to be the baby's room. <laughs> so, Gotta go. Priorities are changing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we were doing, you know, like all thing and the fulfillment and all this stuff. And I was like, I can't even imagine doing that right now with the baby, this other business, like we're going to just put this on pause. But, um, so yeah, there was, there was some other like little things here and there over those four years, but for the most part, it was just the focus on my network marketing business. Um, and then in 2020, I beginning of 2020, I got pregnant with my first son, Luke, and I just started to feel this like pull for change. And I think a lot of people felt this in 2020 in general. Um, you just, I think a lot of people got really clear on like, what they wanted. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I talked to a lot of people that in 2020, 2021, there was just like this massive shift that a lot of people felt. Right. Um, and so I feel like combined with just everything we went through that year as a society, and then also me becoming a mom was just like, it was a lot. Yeah. It just put a lot <laughs> into a- perspective. Like, you know what I mean? Like it made it, like you said, just yeah. super easy to be very clear on what your actual priorities are. Yeah. Yeah. And so 2020, I started to kind of feel like I needed to make a shift or that something needed to change, but I didn't really know what that would look like. Um, ended up having my son in December of 2020 and literally I just, I feel like it's so cliche to say, but my life completely changed when I became a mom. Like it was just like, and you hear people say that and it's like, okay, yeah, like totally. But then you experience it and you're like, holy no, but really? Like, this, yeah. is, this is legit. Like I am not the same person that I was two years ago before mm-hmm. Luke was born. Like just so many things changed. Like I, the things that I enjoyed doing or the things that I was motivated by or the things that inspired me or like the goals that I had had, mm-hmm. the goals goals I had board that you and I created mm-hmm. in 2019 for 2020 none of those goals except for have a baby were yeah. like aligned with where mm-hmm. I then wanted to be again um and so I battled this for like the first entire year of motherhood like my first year postpartum I mean in general postpartum can be really difficult um and I just kind of like battled this feeling of, I just was feeling like unsettled. Like there was just something that I needed to change. Um, but I didn't know what that was. And the only thing I was sure of was that I still wanted to have my own business, Mm -hmm. um, be able to work from home so that I could stay at home with my son. Like that was my number one priority. That was really like the one, you know, the couple things that I needed. Um, so in November of 2021, um, so Luke was about 11 months old 
license, which is totally random. <laughs> um, but it was something that, that I had actually wanted to do since 2019. When we first bought our house, like bought our first home. Um, Wait, and you said you got it, your real estate license, right? Cause you cut out a yes. little bit. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. 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 Got my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was something that I had wanted to do for a couple of years and it was kind of one of those things of like, Oh, like maybe at a better time or maybe in the future, when, like the kids are in school or whatever. Um, but I was like, why not? Like I was talking to my mom about it. My mom's always been the person that's like, why don't you just try it? Like see what happens. Right. So I decided to enroll in real estate school. And literally the day that I started real estate school, right after class, five days before my son turned one, I found out I was pregnant with baby number two. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and it was so for those of you who don't know me, it was a surprise because we struggled to conceive Luke and we actually had an appointment with our fertility specialist, um, with our RE in January. So we were like, okay, we're going to meet with our specialist in January and like all this stuff. Um, and it was just a surprise. Like it was, it was just shocking, um, in the best way, like, so, so amazing. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this. And so for the first trimester, I was so sick. Like I way worse than Luke. Like I was like kind of sick with Luke, but like this was next level. And then yeah. you're taking care of a toddler and I was going to real estate school and it was a lot, but I got through real estate school, ended up um, closing like three transactions in my first 70 days, which was crazy. Um, and things were really good, like business wise, mm-hmm. like it was it felt really good. I really enjoy real estate. And, um, I met some really amazing people, like just getting into that space. However, during that time, I actually started helping my midwives run their social media accounts and just doing a lot of back end stuff, helping them with marketing. Um, and just, they were, they're so busy. They're busy taking care of women right. and catching <laughs> bringing, babies. Bringing lives into the world. It's funny. yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, let me take care of you guys is like the back end of your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's when I started to really realize how much I loved the behind the scenes work of brands and businesses and organizations and like supporting, specifically supporting other women who are pursuing their dreams. And Mm -hmm. like, if I can help keep them in their zone of genius while taking on some of the tasks that like they don't either have time for or don't enjoy doing, then like, that's my jam. Yeah. Um, and I had actually, Jess and I were talking about this before we started recording, but, um, I had actually thought about being a VA, which is a virtual assistant back in summer of 2021. So in my previous business, I had had a VA. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, you know, I was very aware of what VAs did. Um, and, I think being an Enneagram nine, I like just generally really like that kind of stuff. Like it's very peaceful to me. I don't know if anybody else can relate as a nine, but that behind the scenes, um, back end work is actually very peaceful and relaxing to me. Um, and I remember texting Jess and being like, I think I kind of want to be a VA, you know, and this was in probably June or July of 2021. And Jess was like, you should do it. Like, you'd be so great. And like all this stuff. And then I just never did it because I didn't know how to start. And I was so, I was still like battling this, like, do I pivot? Do I not? Things are fine. Why do I feel like I need to change anything? Um, so, you know, now here we are a year later, but, um, 
I just wasn't ready at that time. And so, you know, this year when I was talking to my midwives and my husband, they were both like, you're really good at this. And, um, we can tell you really enjoy it. So why not build a business as a virtual assistant, or at least like put it out there and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of my motto in life is like, what do you have to lose? Especially when it comes to building like an online business, because I feel Mm -hmm. like there's just not a lot that you have to put on the line to start like financially, like, yeah, you have to put your time and energy on the line, but it's just like, with starting an online business, like I feel like the financial upfront, like that, you yeah. have to, like, it's just not that, that big. So it's like, there's why not? not yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of overhead. I mean, you could literally start a business as a virtual assistant complete, like free, yeah. like you don't have to spend any money starting. Right. Um, and so I did, I, I mean, I came up with some services and like package options and decided to just see what would happen. And I put it out there and I remember being so nervous, which this was probably, this was like one of the first times that in all of my different pivots that I felt very nervous Mm -hmm. to like put it out there. And I think it's because I wanted it to work out so bad that I like, it just meant so much to me. And so I think a lot of times when people maybe feel like fear or like they're really nervous about taking a step, I think that's a good thing because it means that it's important to you and like really matters. Yeah. Um, and it was something that, like I had said, I had thought about it before. I just really wanted it to work out. And so turns out it was the best thing I could have ever done. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, I, I'm just so glad that I did it. I mean, I was booked out with clients, like all my hours were booked in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have a course, which is crazy. And I'm actually hiring on a team member next month. Um, and we're scaling my company your behind the scenes BFF to an agency level now. And it's just been, it's all happened very fast, but it's also been very cool. And like, yeah. I can't imagine if I would have been like, Oh, like, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine if I wouldn't have just gone for it. Right. Like, all the opportunities that you would have missed because you were just yeah. like kind of chilling, like, well, I don't know what to do, or I'm scared or yeah. what if it doesn't work? Like you're just kind of sitting there on an Island, like wondering. Mm-hmm. But instead mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to try it, see what happens. And now all this stuff is just like lining up because you're yeah. showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's amazing because it's just like, wow, this is like where I truly feel like this is where I have, I've been meant to be for so long, but didn't know it until I got here. And that's something that I've actually talked about before is sometimes I don't know. I don't think we know our dreams until we're actually doing that. I agree with like, that sometimes they like these things fall into our laps and I didn't know that this was going to be a dream of mine. I didn't know that I wanted to build a like OBM virtual assistant agency mm-hmm. until I started doing it. And I was like, wow, like this is really how, what I feel like a I've been meant to do for yeah. so long. Well, a lot of the dreams that people are pursuing these days, like what you're doing, what I'm doing, like they didn't exist like Mm-mm. 15 years ago. You know what I mean? So it's no like, way. that's why I agree with what you said. A lot of the time we don't recognize what our dream is until we're, we've already like put it in motion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are like, well, don't you feel like everything that you did was kind of a waste of time? Don't you wish you would have started mm-hmm. Hustle Sanely earlier? And I'm like, well, of course I wish I would have started Hustle Sanely earlier. Like that would have been great. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to start Hustle Sanely with excellence if I didn't do everything else before it, because I learned how to do the things that equip me to run yeah. Hustle Sanely. 
insanely in all the things before it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's my thing too, is like, yeah, I could have started my VA business back in 2021 when I first had a conversation with you about it. Um, but I, I think getting into real estate was like a really big, um, stepping stone for me because it allowed me to experience a different type of business Mm -hmm. and like kind of, um, there's just like a lot, it's just a lot different than what I had done before. And so it equipped me to then be able to build the agency. Um, and also like the people I met, like the people I met during the period of time that I was doing real estate and, um, you know, going to like networking events with real estate and stuff. A lot of those people were people that encouraged me to actually go this direction. I mean, I met the girl who helped me with my course. She's amazing. And I met her at a real estate event that I would have never been to if I didn't, you know, start real estate or one of my clients, I actually met at that same event and she's an interior photographer. Um, and I would have never met her if it weren't for this real estate, you know, conference or whatever. And so I just think that like, I totally agree with the fact that I think everything leading up to this point has been stepping stones. And, um, I think that's hard with just the society we live in. Like, I don't know when I was when we were in high school, like people were always asking, like, Oh, what are you going to college for? What are you going to be when you grow up? And like, we had to have it all figured out, mm-hmm. when we, you know, when we were 18 years old and I am not the same person I was when I was 18 years old, let alone 21 years old, let alone 25 years old, right. let alone literally two years ago. <laughs> um, and so it just, I mean, yeah, it just, it makes sense that things can be for a season and like, they can be the things that are basically getting you ready for what might be your actual thing down the road. Right. So uh, all that being said, how do you know when it's time to pivot into something new? So this is a really hard question for me because I think you just know, and that's like probably the most annoying answer ever (laughs) because it's true though. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I could come up with like some fluffy answer of like what it feels like or anything, but I don't think everyone experiences it that's the same way. I mean, even in different pivots that I've done, they've stemmed for, from different things. So like, um, maybe it stemmed from like burnout and actually truly being unhappy. Um, which is when I pivoted out of teaching and education, like it just, I loved teaching, but it just wasn't like being in the classroom wasn't the right fit for me personally. Um, and so that pivot really stemmed from, you know, just needing just getting out of burnout and like being unhappy and pursuing something that would, you know, hopefully support a life that I really wanted to create. Um, but then like my most recent pivots, you know, they stemmed from, they didn't stem from that. They stemmed from like, I just changed my mind. You were just like, yeah, I want to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just was ready to do something different. I had some other things on my heart that I wanted to pursue. Um, and and a different kind of life that I wanted to support. And it just, you know, I just changed my mind. And so I think that you just know, I think that there's something inside you that just feels like it's time to move on or move forward or change your mind. But our ego tries to keep us safe um, and tell us things that keep us from taking action towards the goal or towards the pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, at least for me, I'm like, 
I keep it to myself for a long time. Like I don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like keeping it to myself, like really like working through some stuff. Um, cause it's almost scary to say out loud that it's time for a change because maybe what we've been doing is comfortable. Right. Um, like I said, like maybe like it's everything's going great. Like there's literally like no outward reason why anyone would think that you needed a change, but you just feel it like in like truly inside your heart. Um, and even this, you know, the last couple of years, I've known that I wanted to pivot for a year and a half, but I almost like my brain was trying to convince myself not to because like things were fine. So it was yeah. like, why do you feel like you need this change? Um, but it, it was just like, I just knew like my whole body knew that it was time mm-hmm. to do something different. Um, but my mind was keeping me stuck and I was feeling still like very out of alignment. And so, I mean, maybe that's kind of how, you know, like things just feel out of alignment. That's what I was going to say. I feel Um, like that's what it comes down to and nobody else can feel that, but you. Mm -mm. So I feel like people always, not always, but oftentimes people kind of seek advice and wisdom from others, like, Mm -hmm. because they want like the green light, they want someone to tell them like, yeah, you should definitely do this, or you should definitely stay doing what you're doing. Cause I remember back when I was pivoting from SLP grad school to pursuing hustle sanely full-time. Cause I had to make the decision, like drop out of grad school and pursue hustle sanely for full-time or put hustle sanely on the back burner and mm-hmm. kind of pour into grad school. Cause grad school is freaking hard. Let me tell you, like there's just <laughs> no is. doing both of them. And no. so, and it was like exactly what you said, there was nothing wrong. Like I wasn't unhappy in the SLP field. I didn't feel unfulfilled. It's just mm-hmm. like, when I started hustle sanely, like something shifted and I just Mm -hmm. didn't feel aligned with what I was doing in the SLP field anymore. I was like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm not as passionate as the people in my class, um, like my Mm -hmm. cohort and in a field like speech language pathology, like, I feel like you've got to have some passion for that because it's like the stuff that you're kind of helping people with, like, it's kind of heavy stuff. Like you're working through just Mm -hmm. like big things. And I'm just like, I just don't care as much. And I don't Mm -hmm. feel like that's fair to my future clients, um, Mm -hmm. or students, depending on wherever I decided to work. But that's kind of how I knew I was like, it's just, it, it, it didn't sit well with me. Like I felt unsettled. I know you used that Mm -hmm. word earlier and that's just kind of, I was just like, I'm going back and forth in my mind. And that's for a reason, like all these thoughts Mm -hmm. and feelings aren't coming from nowhere. Yeah. And at least for me, like when I've made, especially with your behind the scenes BFF, there's this overwhelming feeling of peace. Mm. Like, and it's, I don't know if I've ever felt this before. Um, but it's just like, it's just total peace. And that's really when I know that like I made the right decision because it was that like unsettled feeling or like feeling out of alignment. Um, And like, that's okay. And I think a lot of people feel that, but like you said, like they're, you know, maybe trying to get permission from other people. And if you are someone that like needs permission, like Jess and I will give you permission right now um, to just like go for it. Because at the end of the day, I've always said this, like for years and years that at the end of the day, I would rather live my life like kind of saying like, oh, well, that didn't work out how I right. you know, expected it versus getting to the end of my life and wishing that I would have pursued something that was interesting to me or wishing that I would have tried something or yeah. done something differently. Like wondering um, how it would have panned out if you would have yeah. gone for it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so, okay. You've pivoted a lot. Like we've talked about that. You're not afraid (laughs) to pivot. You're just like, let's see what's going on. Let's test the Mm -hmm. waters. So from all the pivots that you've experienced, especially in the last like five or six years, what is the biggest challenge that you've experienced when it comes to pivoting and following a different dream? Mm -hmm. So, so I think sometimes, especially with social media, um, when people pivot, it can seem like it was this overnight thing or like that it happened really quickly or like on a whim and all of a sudden this person changing their mind. But I think people really don't see like the internal um, work that you have to do, whether it's like logistically, like logistically, how am I going to make this work? Especially if you're building a business or starting a new career and like need to go in that direction. Um, but also emotionally, because it's a lot, like it's a lot, a lot. And I know, I remember like when you left grad school from an outsider's perspective, it was like, oh crap, like what, like, what is that? You know, it's like a, it's a surprise because people aren't seeing like all of that off screen work that is needing to be done all day, every day, going back Mm -hmm. and forth, having conversations with my husband, journaling, praying, like, yeah, like all the all the things. Yeah crying just yeah. all the time. <laughs> because even though um, I was so excited to start Hustle Sanely full time, yeah. it was a scary choice to make to leave grad school because like mm-hmm. I said, nothing felt wrong. I was like, I'm leaving a good yeah. thing. Like to me, yeah. I was leaving a good thing for a great thing. Um, not yeah. saying SLP isn't great. It just wasn't great for me. Um, and it's just, I, I really did go back and forth for months, like in my mm-hmm. mind and people didn't see that online. Right. Exactly. And so I think, I think that that work is probably the most challenging part for me, um, but both logistically and emotionally. So like logistically with starting your behind the scenes BFF, there was a lot of like learning and growth that had to happen. Like, obviously I had experience with online business and social media, and I had had a VA at one point. So I really, I knew like the basics, right. um, but I still needed to learn like in terms of creating a course, I had no idea how to do that, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to do it or, um, scaling an agency, like, like no idea. So there was just a lot of like learning and figuring out, researching that kind of stuff that had to happen. Um, just like any new job or career, like even if you're someone that decides you want to go back to school to get a different degree and follow a different career path, like then you're researching what degree you should get, or you're researching, which, you know, are you doing an accelerated program or are you doing some, you know, what school are you going to like, there's a lot of logistics around it. Um, and then also, I mean, financially there's logistics around that too, especially when you have a family that you're supporting. Um, and so it's like, you know, having those conversations with my husband logistically, how is this going to look? And and then not to mention, I was pregnant <laughs> with baby number two. So it's right. like, it was just logistically, it was a lot. Um, but I think the emotional part might've been the most challenging, kind of what you're saying. Like every time I've pivoted, it's been very emotional mm-hmm. because while I may be really excited about the new opportunity or the change, I was always leaving behind something that I thought was my thing, yeah. or I thought was going to be what I thought I was going to be a teacher forever. I like, I thought that I would retire as a teacher. Um, and I just feel like it, it's just emotional because you, you think you're going to be doing 
this forever. Especially you put so much of your heart into each thing that you're pursuing because you're going into each thing thinking like, this is my thing. So Mm -hmm. you're, I don't want to say like you're leaving a piece of your heart behind whenever you pivot, but like you're kind of like mourning, like the, the moving on, you know what I mean? So much of your heart did go into that thing that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But I you're going like to take pieces of it with you into the new thing, you know? It's like the definition of bittersweet, yeah, right? Like sure. it's like, it's just, it's very bittersweet. Um, and especially this last year, because it was like nothing bad happened for me to make this pivot, this most recent pivot, there was nothing bad happened. And I think the majority of people think that when someone changes their mind or makes a shift in their life, that like there must've been bad something bad that happened or they failed or like right. whatever the case may be, or we think we're not allowed to change our minds because nothing bad happened or because it's successful. And so there's a lot of like back and forth with that, but I think it's important to drive home the fact that people can simply change their minds. Like, really? you know how everyone's like, no is a complete answer. Well, I've changed my mind is a complete answer yeah. <laughs> because when people ask you like, Oh, you know what happened to that thing, or you were doing that thing. It's like I changed my mind. Yeah, like I didn't. It didn't pan out how I wanted it to pan out. Yeah, so, like it just it didn't align with what I thought where my life is going now. I feel like yeah. we are changing as humans every day, really, like little parts of us, and our season of life is changing. Like over time, like whether you know what I mean, like we're having a baby or buying a house or moving, you know, whatever. Like things change, and like that affects mm-hmm. your perspective. It affects the vision that you have for your future. So mm-hmm. therefore, like you're going to change your mind about things, and that's okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's, it's hard. Like it's hard to really recognize that because I don't think a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know, for me, I've, I've said this before where I feel like finding yourself can look a lot like losing yourself mm-hmm. because you're letting go of who you thought you needed to be or what you thought you should be doing to fully step into who you actually are and who you want to become. So it can feel a lot like you're losing yourself. Um, but really you're just, you're letting go of all the things that aren't you anymore, or maybe we're never you, but they were things that people thought you should be kind of thing. So I think that the, probably the biggest challenge is that emotional kind of turmoil that for me, that I've had to experience of kind of just figuring out that part and like allowing myself a lot of grace through that. Yeah. So, okay. On this podcast, we're all about like action steps, like practicality. Like I want people to be inspired and encouraged a hundred percent. And I feel like we've done that so far, but now I want to give them like, okay, if you're at a point where you're like ready to pivot, like here's what you can do to try to like make the process a little bit easier. So what are three tips that you have for someone who is wanting to pivot into something new, but they're being held back by fear and it can be like any kind of fear. So whether it's like, they're afraid they're going to fail, they're afraid people are going to judge them, like whatever. So I think my first tip is like, literally just start, like literally just take action towards the thing and just try it. Like we need to normalize trying things before we decide if we like them. Because oh my gosh. Like why why do we not talk because about Because we more? encourage kids to do that. We encourage yeah. we're like, yeah, try this sport and if you don't like it, like we'll 
try something different. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I feel like, why aren't we doing that still as adults? You know, why are we not doing that? <laughs> yeah. Why are we not doing that? And so yeah. it's like, how are you supposed to know that you love something or that you really enjoy doing something if you don't try it? So it's like, figure out what it is you want to try. Um, and just take kind of like action towards that, try it out. Um, whatever that might look like, there's, you know, a variety, it really depends on what it is you want to try, but there's a variety of different ways that you can start to like dip your toes in something, Mm -hmm. um, and see if it's for you. And that's like my number one thing is just try it, see if it's your thing. If it's not, then it's like, eh, like maybe that wasn't for me. And you can go into it with the intention of like, I'm trying this just to try it. Not I'm mm -hmm. trying this to make it a business or to make it like my next life move. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time we put pressure on ourselves that if we try something, you better do something with it. Like you can't just be trying to try. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, my second tip kind of like follows in line with that, where it's like, you don't have to have it all figured out in order to get it really off the ground. So it kind of builds on that trying it part. I know I talked about like logistics and I'm someone that can get I can get really caught up in the logistics of things and like really needing to know everything before I do something. But the best things in my life have come from like, I'm just going to figure it out. (laughs) And so I would say like tip number two is like, allow yourself time and space to just figure it out along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, there's, I don't know a single person, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're, you know, in the corporate world or in a career field, um, that knew what they were doing, (laughs) like when they first started, like even with teaching, like I had no idea, like, sure. I had student teaching, but like once I stepped into a classroom by myself, like you have, it is totally different. Like you have no idea. You have no idea. And so it's like, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to have it all figured out when like, I guarantee anybody that has, has any job, it took a while to get your groove. You're not going to figure it out until you start doing the thing. So you you have to start doing the thing before you figure it out. It's like, Mm -hmm. like cyclical, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Yeah. they like, they're married together. Like they have to coincide. Um, and then I would say like tip number three, isn't, I guess, super tactical, but I just really want to encourage people to like be kind to themselves Mm -hmm. um, because I think a lot of times we can feel like we're broken or that something is like wrong with us because we haven't found our thing or the thing we thought was our thing isn't anymore and we've decided to do something else. Um, Like I said, like we are totally different people than we were 10 years ago, five years ago, for me, two years ago. Yeah. and so it makes sense. Like if people are changing over time, it makes sense that our goals and our dreams would change with us. Yeah. Um, and, and like we've said, you know, careers can be meant for seasons and stepping stones to get to us where we're going. I'm extremely grateful for every single thing that I have done in my life up to this point, because it's served a purpose or it's taught me something that I needed to be where I am now. Um, and so really being aware of the thoughts you're telling yourself, um, like maybe jur- like definitely journaling helped me so much during this season of like brain dumping all of these thoughts that I had in my head. And I didn't realize like how mean I was being to myself. Um, cause I was like, you know, why, why can't I just like be happy with this one thing? Or like, what, why is there something wrong with me that I feel like I have to change my mind again? Like, 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people can fall into that trap of like negative self-talk. And so really maybe taking time to like journal and like work through that and just being aware and kind to yourself, because this is a lot more normal than people think and a lot than people talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that because of just, when I've talked about it, like my DMS are flooded with people that want to change their mind, but they, they don't, they feel like they need permission. And so making sure you're being kind to yourself and giving, giving yourself permission no one else needs to understand, like, you know, no one needs to understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. Obviously we want people to be supportive. Like my husband has always been supportive. Um, (laughs) we joke around that, like when I come into, you know, the kitchen or wherever he is and I say like, I have an idea. It's like the worst phrase (laughs) he could ever hear (laughs) because he's like, great. Let's hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It gives him a sense of like straight into panic. Um, but he's, he's always been supportive, but he hasn't always gotten it. And that's, it's not his responsibility to get it and Mm -hmm. understand. Um, but that, that understanding I think does really come when he starts to see the transformation that's happening within me. Um, and then he's, I, I get it now, you know? And so you know, not everyone has to get it. Obviously we hope that you have people that are supportive and we want that. Um, but they might not understand and that's okay. Yeah. And that's kind of always been the same kind of thing in my household. Like I've pivoted countless times and same thing. Adam hasn't always like really understood the dream that I'm pursuing, especially hustle sanely. Cause I feel like hustle sanely is kind of like an abstract thing that like mm-hmm. I created. So it's not like, Oh, I'm becoming an SLP or I'm becoming a personal mm-hmm. trainer. I'm becoming a wedding planner. Like it was like, well, I'm kind of building this thing and yeah, he like didn't we'll understand. See where it goes. Yeah, he like didn't get it, but he supported it. And something that I kind of want to like tack on to what you said, I feel like so many people put so much pressure on figuring out like the perfect job or career. And while that's a big part of who we are, some of us, it doesn't define who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like something my therapist talks about a lot is instead of putting all of your mental energy into trying to figure out like what you want to do for your career, like figure out who you want to be, like how Mm -hmm. you want to show up for your life and then find a career that like meshes supports that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of did that with like what you're doing now. Um, I mean, now you figured out that you're passionate about like behind the scenes work and VA stuff, Mm -hmm. but you didn't like come out the gate. Like, oh my gosh, I am dying to be a VA. Like that's not- I really want to answer people's customer support emails. (laughs) You wanted to be able to stay home with your family. You wanted to be able to provide an income that supports your family while you're home with them. Like you Mm -hmm. had certain things that were values to you and you figured something out that kind of meshed together your gifts and like aligned Mm -hmm. with your values and- now you're excited about it, but yeah, I feel like people, they kind of, what is that saying where you like put the cart before the horse or something? I feel like they're, oh, they're yeah. focusing on the wrong thing. Like yes. don't focus on the career part or the job part, focus on who you want to be and what you want your life to look like. And then find something that aligns with that, that fits with that, yes. you know, mm-hmm. totally agree. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap it up, I have to ask you uh, the two hustle sanely questions. So the first one is how do you take care of your mental health as you work toward your goals, which you kind of already talked about journaling. Yeah. Talk a little bit about journaling. I will say I am not the most consistent journal journaler, (laughs) Um, but I do love the 
that has a Stanley journal. Yeah. It's my, I'm pretty sure I got like the last one before you they did. just sold out. You did. <laughs> I was like, I need Sorry, this everyone. journal. Yeah. I need it for this last quarter. The new one, the new one will be so good for you. Like the ones for 2023, because they're perfect for people who don't journal every day because the, mm-hmm. all the months, like the check-ins are in the beginning. beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be great because it's like, sometimes I just like, I don't make it a priority because right. of other things. Um, yeah, sure. and but I do enjoy it. Like when I do it, I'm like, oh, like this feels really good. Um, but I would say that the, the biggest thing about taking care of my mental health is setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we've been pursuing our goals and dreams alongside each other for years. And so you already know this, but I have had a very unhealthy relationship with work in the past. Um, and that's hurt my mental health a lot and led to burnout and like even some resentment. Um, so now, especially becoming a mom, because honestly, I think that is what it took for me to set boundaries because it's like no longer, you know, Just about you. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I decided that like, okay, I need to set some boundaries in place, you know, and all this stuff. So an example is I don't work on the weekends, which is crazy to me. And it might not seem like a big deal to people. Like if, you know, those of you that don't work on the weekends, you're like, why is that a big like, deal? Cool, yeah. Because literally since high school, I've worked on the weekends. I was thinking about this and in high school, I, you know, I worked at a coffee shop and I worked at my family's hotel. Like they have a very small, I'm from a very small town, but they have like a little inn mm-hmm. and I would do like housekeeping for my mom. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I would do like housekeeping for my mom. I'm really good at tucking bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so I was working at this coffee shop and you know, the hotel and then in college I was I was a nanny and I worked at our gym and like all that kind of stuff. And it was always on the weekends because I had class, you know, during the week. And then when you're teaching, I mean, teachers know this, like you're, you're bringing home stuff with you on the weekends, most likely with grading and lesson planning and any kind of prep that you need to get done before the next week. And then in my previous business and in real estate, like it's always been on the weekends, Mm -hmm. always. And it never seemed like a big deal to me either. I didn't mind it. Because I was like, oh, I work for myself. I can take a day off whenever I want. But I was never taking said day off. Right. Like, I was just working every single day. Right. Um, and it, I just decided a few months ago that I wasn't going to work on the weekends and I was going to set that boundary. And it has been the biggest game changer, not only for like my mental and emotional health, but I also think my productivity has gone up tremendously. Listen, not I have recently switched to a four day work week. So mm-hmm. I'm working Monday through Thursday. There's this thing in the productivity sphere called, Par- I think Parkinson's law is what it's called. I'm going to be doing a whole podcast episode on it um, in the fall, but it's basically saying like the amount of time that you give yourself to do something, it's going to take you that amount of time. So if you mm-hmm. give yourself seven days a week to complete these 10 tasks or whatever it is, you're, it's going to take you seven days. But if you're like, okay, I have four days to get this list of things done. You're going to figure out a way to get it done in four days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's my next goal is moving to a four day work week because I'm like, wow, I'm just, I'm just so much more productive. And then I start work on Monday, excited to work on Monday because I haven't worked since Friday. And so it feels really good. Yeah. Which leads us. It feels really good. So that's huge. What's your favorite way to rest? So I don't know if my definition of rest is like the same as everyone's. Yeah. I think that rest is like, for me, rest is just like the way that I recharge. Yeah. If no, it doesn't, even if it that. doesn't look, yeah. Even if it doesn't yeah. look like physical rest, you know, yeah. 
for sure. I'm not great at the physical rest part, yeah. but for me, like going on a walk and like mm-hmm. listening to a podcast or a audiobook or whatever, um, even taking Luke to the park and like disconnecting, like getting out of the house and disconnecting from device. Yeah, that's huge. And, and I do is really restful. I do think that that is rest. Cause to me, I define rest as like whatever refreshes you or recharges you. And I think it can look different every single day because there are seven different types of rest. So you might need a different type. Mm -hmm. And it's the same. Like when people ask me, what's my favorite way to rest? I love going to play pickleball. I love paddle boarding. Mm -hmm. Like I rest best when I'm active. Whereas Mm -hmm. my best friend, Carson, her favorite form of rest is sitting on the couch and watching a movie that doesn't feel restful to me and playing pickleball does not feel restful to her, you know? So I think it's so important for people to just kind of figure out like rest doesn't have to look like taking a bath or sitting on the Mm -hmm. couch or, you know what I mean? Like being sitting still, like it can, if that's what you need, but it can be taking your son to the park. It can be listening to a podcast while you're getting some sunshine on a walk. Like it's whatever Mm -hmm. you need it to be. You know what I mean? For me, it's like making like mental rest a priority because yeah. like if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV like I'm thinking about all the things that Same. I could be doing instead 100%. so mm-hmm. um for me it's it is like being active going outside getting out of the house even like just sitting in our backyard yeah after Luke goes to bed fresh air. In the backyard fresh or, air mm-hmm. yes. yep exactly being outside is a yeah. good thing totally yeah. okay so this has been amazing I know I feel like this episode is just going to kind of make a lot of people, I told you this before we hit record, like just feel seen and heard because I wanted to have this conversation with you on the podcast because it's like you said, when you even mention this on Instagram, your DMs blow up, like they're flooded Mm -hmm. because a lot of people struggle with pivoting and changing their mind and feeling like it's a bad thing. But I think it's incredible because it means that you're, Mm -hmm. you're in tune with yourself. You're paying attention to your needs. You're paying attention to like your value shifting and you're wanting to stay in alignment with that. And I just think that's huge. So Kate, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on and just being open and vulnerable about like your specific pivots and what it's felt like the struggles of it and just encouraging people in like making their own pivots because why the heck not? So can you tell Tell us where the Hustle Sanely community can go to learn more about you and how you can serve them and all that stuff. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. That's where I am the most, um, at Hey Kate Schultes. Um, we'll put how to spell my last name. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, in something. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I said your last name wrong for the first like two years of our friendship. And then I heard most you people do. It, and I was like, most people do what? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Most people say Schultz, which That's is That's what I said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is Schultes. Yep. Um, and also at heykateschultes.com is where you can find my website, my blog, um, resources, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I am on Pinterest and I'm very excited about Pinterest. So if you're a Pinterest user, again, it's Hey Kate Schultes. Yeah. And I'll put all the links in in the show notes. Well, Kate will send me all the links to put in the show notes. So we have all of them for you guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Kate, thank you again so much for hanging out with us. I love you guys so much and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. 
make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. 